Stand fast in the faith. Stand up and be a man. Stand up and take your place. Stand up and lead your home to the right things of God. Why? It's making a difference. It's making a difference. It's already making a difference. It's making a difference right here. It's making a difference right here. It's making a difference right there. It's making a difference right here. It's making a difference between him and Marquisa. Now they've started going to each other's homes and praying once a week. And it's brought a unity among them. It's brothers and sisters. It's brought a unity in their homes. It's brought a unity in the body. You mind if I share what you told Brother Michael? My son stood up in that meeting. And he looked at Brother Michael. He said, Brother Michael, he said, I started dating your daughter. He said, I respected you because you're her father. He said, we got married. I had respected you because you're my daddy-in-law. He said, but now I'm seeing something, God working something in you through this prayer, working something in us through this prayer. And he said, now I respect you for your walk with God and as I'm servant of God. And he just didn't say it. You could see the tears in his eyes. He meant what he was saying. What's it doing? It's tearing down walls. It's tearing down walls. That's what the Spirit of God is for, is to tear down walls, get the division out of the body. There should be no schism in the body, no division whatsoever. I'm going to tell you something, you get to praying, you might get feeling different about your pastor. Because that's one thing y'all know about me. I don't put up no junk spiritually. Why? You open the door, the devil will get you. You open the door and let the devil in, he's going to get you. He's going to tear you home up. He's going to tear you down. And then he's going to laugh at you. I didn't give him no slack, Sister Janet. You know why? Where we are right now, if we don't move forward, We'll stop in this visitation right here. We'll stop right here. God won't take us no further. Because if you don't give more to God, He can't give more to you. You got to give more to God. You want more, you got to give more. You want God to do more, you got to surrender more of yourself. And the more of yourself you surrender, the more of God can be revealed in you. I don't know what you're going to do today. But these brothers made a commitment. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. That means following leadership. That means following leadership. I didn't ask for God to put me here, but he put me here. And I'm the spiritual leaderships God put in this place. Don't, don't come to me and tell me you believe what God's doing here, and then you won't follow leadership. God's put you here, you follow leadership. We're going to possess this thing. We're going to possess this kingdom. We're going to possess it. Amen.
we're going to possess this. Choose you this day. I'm telling you, choose. Make a choice. Because fixing to tell on you if you don't. I heard a preacher preach one time. Some folks like to straddle the fence. They don't want to get out on either side. God said, I would you were hot or I would you were cold. He said, you lukewarm. He said, I'm going to vomit you up. And he said, the only trouble he's ever seen with folks straddling the fence, when they get down, they usually get down on the wrong side. <laughs> People usually get down on the wrong side. Make a choice today. Amen. God's, God's works up in these men. Brother Stephen, I want to see you be a part of us. I want to see you in this retreat. Next one we have. I don't know when it's going to be, but I want to see you there. Why? Because I love you. I love your family. And I want to see what God's working. There's a peace. There's a joy. There's a power. There's a strength. There's an overshadowing of the Holy Ghost coming in these homes and coming in this church for everybody that will apply this word to their life. Is it simple, son? Or yeah. <laughs> simple to do, ain't it? It's simple to do. Hard to initiate. Everybody that stood up and testified, ain't nothing hard about getting down beside your spouse and praying. The hard part's get it done. I mean, it's easy enough. Say, all right, we're going to get right down here and pray. Well, if it's that easy, why can't we do it? Devil don't want prayer in your home. Devil don't want prayer in your home. Devil don't want you on your knees in this church an hour before service. He don't want you to go anywhere. He don't want God to take you to the next level. So what does he do? He causes flesh to pull back. Is it easy to get out and pray? Easy enough to get out and pray. But you know what the prayer does? It brings things to the surface that have to be dealt with. That's where the hard part comes in. Brings up the hurt, the resentments, the confusion, whatever the enemy can bring in. It brings it to the surface. Then you've got to deal with it. Then we want to run from it. Boy, ain't God good to us. Ain't God good to us. Hallelujah. I appreciate the Lord today. Brothers, I'm proud of you, thankful for you, and I love every one of you. Hallelujah. Young man, don't know who you are, but welcome to our church. Hallelujah. Okay. Are we going to do it? Are we going to do it? As for me and my house. As for me and my house. I ain't seen all the hands up yet. As for me and my house. We will serve. Not just go to church. Not just read the Bible. Not just pray every now and then. We will serve the Lord. Amen. God bless you. I love you. Y'all go ahead and be seated. If y'all ain't figured out by now, I feel good. I'm going to preach to you today if the Lord will let me. I'm absolutely going to preach to you today if God will allow me. Thank you, Jesus. All right, God bless you. Thank you. I don't know about you today, but it's good to be in the house of the Lord.
Well, hallelujah, anyhow. Told y'all I feel good all over more than anywhere else. Anybody with me today? Hallelujah. I stand back there a while ago and this is what the Lord spoke into my spirit. Everybody see that? Everybody know what that says? It says course correction. Or in the words of your GPS, recalculating. <laughs> How many times have we heard that word trying to get somewhere on the road? If you got a GPS. Recalculating. Recalculating. Recalculating course correction. Course correction. What's God doing? Giving us a course correction. Now get through preaching today. If you don't need a course correction, you let me know. I'm going to Numbers, the 32nd chapter. I just feel like something good's about to happen. I think y'all just rather I'd be quiet and just let y'all go get something to eat. I don't think it's going to happen today. Y'all with me in Numbers 32? Two and a half tribes of Israel came to Moses. In verse 5. Wherefore said they, if we have found grace in thy sight, let this land be given unto thy servants for a possession, and bring us not over Jordan. Moses said unto the children of Gad and the children of Reuben, Shall your brethren go to war, and shall ye sit here? And shall ye sit here? Verse 16. They came near unto him and said, We will build sheepfolds here for our cattle and cities for our little ones. But we ourselves will go ready armed before the children of Israel until we have brought them under their place and our little ones shall dwell in their fenced cities because of the inhabitants of the land. We will not return into our houses until the children of Israel have inherited every man his inheritance. For we will not inherit with them on yonder side of Jordan or forward because our inheritance has fallen to us on this side Jordan eastward. From Joshua the third chapter. 
Ooh, man, I feel something turning in my spirit today. Hallelujah. I don't know what y'all are, but I sided. Anybody sided today? Maybe I can incite you to do something radical. Amen. Joshua 3 and verse 1. Joshua rose up early in the morning and they removed from Shittim, came to Jordan, and he and all the children of Israel lodged there before they passed over. It came to pass after three days that the officers went through the host. They commanded the people, saying, When ye see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God and the priests, the Levites, bearing it, then ye shall remove from your place and go after it. Yet there shall be a space between you and it about 2,000 cubits by measure. Come not near unto it, that ye may know the way by which ye must go, for we have not passed this way here to Four. Gospel of Mark, the first chapter. Woo! My God, I feel glory. Thank you, Jesus. I said, Brother Matt, are you crazy? You ain't seen nothing yet. Gospel of Mark, chapter 1, verse 14 and 15. After that John was put in prison, Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel. Acts 19. Woo, hallelujah. Anybody going with me? Anybody going with me? Hallelujah. Why sit we here until we die? Woo! Y'all with me in Acts 19, verse 1. It came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus, finding certain disciples, and he said unto them, Have you received the Holy Ghost since ye believed? They said unto him, We have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. And he said unto them, Unto what then were ye baptized? And they said, Unto John's baptism. Then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him which should come after him that is on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them. And they spake with tongues and prophesied. And all the men were about twelve. Go with me back to Isaiah 43. I promise to you, I'm going to preach to you. Isaiah 43, you with me? 18. Verse 18. Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. 
Behold, I do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. And the beast of the field shall honor me, the dragons and the owls, because I give water in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to give drink to my chosen, my people, my chosen. This people have I formed for myself. They shall show forth my praise. So what I'm going to minister on today is where do we go from here? Where do we go from here? Two and a half tribes of Israel come to Moses just before Moses died. They said, we don't want to go over Jordan. We want to stay right here. We want to settle right here, eastward of Jordan. This is where we want to build our homes. So Moses said, okay, y'all can do that. But you got to go with your brothers. You got to help them fight to possess their inheritance. Wasn't long after that, the Joshua heard that voice. Said, Moses, my servant, is dead. 1998, I saw a vision. Joshua standing on the banks of Jordan. He heard the voice of the Lord speak, Moses, my servant is dead. Up to that time, everywhere they set up the tabernacle, the pillar of cloud abode by day, the pillar of fire abode by night. And I saw Joshua turn and look at that tabernacle, the pillar of cloud was gone. What had led the children of Israel for 40 years was gone. The word, the anointing, the leadership of Moses, gone. And Joshua standing there, he knew the leadership had fell on him. But what was going to lead him? What was going to lead him? Where did they go from there? When everything you know to be God is not there. When everything you've depended on to be God, when you know how God speaks to you, when you know that feeling on the inside, when you followed faithful leadership, when you followed the signs God gave you and God's confirmed the signs, then all of a sudden everything's gone. Where do you go from here? Where do we go? So let's go forward to the days of John the Baptist. Everybody living by the law of Moses. And here comes this crazy man. Dressed in a robe, leather girdle, camel's hair, 
living out in the wilderness, living like a wild man, eating locusts and wild honey. And here he comes declaring, Prepare ye the day of the Lord. Repent and be baptized. Repent and do what? That ain't the law of Moses. You want me to do what? What I've been raised in taught in didn't say nothing about getting baptized in water. It told me to offer up sacrifices by the priesthood to the Lord. He'd, for, he'd forgive my sins. But here, this man's preaching repentance and baptism of water. Totally contrary to anything that's ever been heard. People going out there and John's dunking them in the water for remission of sin. And the priests are going crazy. <laughs> what crazy heretic trying to preach something new to us, something different to us, something we ain't never followed, something we ain't never been a part of. What did God tell Joshua when, when Joshua started seeking him? He said, you let the priest put the ark of God on their shoulders uh, and go before the people uh, and said, tell the people to stay back 2,000 cubits uh, and watch what happens. Uh, for they have never, you have never passed this way before. Uh, I'm telling you the thing that God uh, is bringing in we have never uh, passed this way before. Uh, the power, the deliverance, the move, uh, the indwelling of the Holy Ghost to reveal uh, Christ in us uh, that is about to be unveiled to us. Uh, we have never passed this way before and everybody wants to sit down and back up. Tell me I don't know what I'm preaching. Well, I know Brother Matter's a man of God, but I'll just walk up there and put my toe in the water. (laughs) And then that wasn't enough. After they put John in prison, here comes Jesus. Said it's time to repent and believe the gospel for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The kingdom of what is where? What are these men talking about? The kingdom of heaven is what? What is this kingdom of heaven? It's at hand. It's time to repent and do what? Put yourself back when all you was under was the law. That all you done every time you went to church is sat there while somebody read the letter of the law. Whoopee, wow, wow. Got about that bad today. You about can't hardly find no moving of the Spirit anymore. So here this man comes preaching like a wild man. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make his path straight. Prepare the way of the Lord to do what? Is anybody with me today? Man, prepare the way of the Lord. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. What the? What is that crazy man talking about? Man, I know what I believe. Laws have been around for about 4,000 years now. We just stick with the law. 
See, we can look back and we can see who Jesus was. They didn't know who he was. It's just a man come preaching against everything they ever believed in. It's just a man come preaching contrary to everything they'd ever been taught. Are y'all with me today? Are y'all with me today? I'm fixing to make some statements here, and it's going to catch some of you off guard. But I'm going to tell you, there's a manifestation of the Holy Ghost fixing to be revealed that if you ain't in the right place, because I'm going to tell you something, God's a God of order, but God's also a God of placement. If you ain't placed in the order and placed in the place God wants you to be in, your visitation will pass you by. Your visitation will pass you by. Every time God moves in a different order, the people pull back. The people as a whole set down. Are you listening to me? When they came out of Egypt, everybody that passed through that Red Sea was baptized under Moses. But when they went over Jordan, everybody that went through that Jordan River was baptized under Joshua, had a different spirit, took on a different mind, a different nature. Why, God, we fixing to get baptized in a baptism. Hallelujah. That baptism that Jesus said, can you be baptized in the baptism that I was baptized? Then you had these pulling back. I ain't following the work of the covenant. I've always followed the pillow of cloud. Well, the pillow of cloud's gone. What you gonna do now? I don't need nobody to tell me what to follow and who to pay attention to. I know God. I know the Spirit of God. I know the working of the Spirit of God. And I believe in Moses. I believe in that pillar of cloud. And you ain't going to tell me God wasn't in that pillar of cloud. And God wasn't with Moses. I ain't going to try. Yeah, you may have known. You listen to what I'm telling you. You may have known God in the manifestation that He was with Moses. But you don't know the God of the cherubim and the fullness of God that dwell between the wings of the cherubims that led John when the children of over. You don't know God in that manifestation. Why? Never been revealed before. Did y'all hear what I said? You may know the God in that pillow of cloud. You may know that God in that pillow of fire. You may know that God in that Moses that parted that Red Sea. But you don't know the God that dwells on that mercy seat because that mercy seat stayed behind that veil and behind that veil was the fullness of God. You know the God of Moses. You knew the God of the pillar of cloud. You knew the God of the pillar of fire. You knew God in part waters. But you don't know the fullness of God that's behind that veil and dwells with that mercy seat. But God said, step back and watch. And as in priests carry that ark over, fall in behind them. Get behind what they're doing. Get behind where they're going. Get behind how my spirit moving because you don't you're going to miss that's alright I'll just wait on the cloud well hey brother how you doing I'm doing good cloud got there yet no I'm still waiting on it 
Well, where's Joshua and the children of Israel? Oh, they fall in that Ark of the Covenant. They probably, they probably four or five hours or a, a, a day or a week. They probably way on over there. They done crossed over Jordan. And you know, I, 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 I seen when them priests stepped down in that water and their foot hit the banks of Jordan, them waters rolled back. But I'm a Moses man. <laughs> you mean you actually seen when their feet touched the brink of Jordan? You actually seen the wall of water stand up on their left hand, on their right hand? Hey, yeah, and you know something else? The ground was dry. You mean God parted the waters and dried the ground up instantly? Yes, sir. I ain't never seen nothing like it. (laughs) But now me, I'm a Moses man. I ain't going to let nobody tell me no different. That's why you're going to miss. You can't follow instruction. You can't follow leadership. You can't take correction. God ain't going to use you. He was telling me up there at the cabin. He said, I want that confidence. I want that kind of ministry. He said, I want what's in a brother matter. He said, I want to see it in me. You know what brought this in brother matter? Years of fasting, prayer, seeking God, studying, giving myself to God, but following leadership. Following leadership. Y'all with me? See, God has set a move of God before us. And all we've done is throw questions at Him. Well, Brother Matter, I don't understand if this God's as great as you say it is. Why you ain't healed, Sister Brenda? That ain't none of your business. That's between him and Sister Brenda. Because that's her trial. That's what God's working in her. Just because God don't do to satisfy you don't mean it ain't God. Because I've said it before and I'll say it again, Sister Brenda, you're coming through, you're coming out, and you're coming forward in the truth. And you know you're getting better. She's getting better. But see, we want to throw all these things out here. Why ain't God this? Why ain't God that? Why ain't God something else? Let me tell you something. The fullness of God ain't been revealed yet, but God is setting us to the place. What did he tell us? Behold, I do a new thing. I consider the not, not what? The things of old. I, he said, don't consider them. Don't remember them. I, don't try to go back to them. And every time I, God tries to move and take us forward, I, Moses, where yet? Some of y'all ain't getting nothing out of this. But I'm getting something out of it. God's revealing himself to me. I'm excited. I said, I'm excited. So here comes Jesus. Telling people to repent and believe the gospel. 
the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Well, who is this crazy man? Who's this radical? Who's this rebel? Who's this man that's teaching me things that I ain't never heard before in my life? My God, my great-granddaddy was a priest. My granddaddy was a priest. My daddy's a priest. I believe the law. But, 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 yeah, man, this man's opening the blind eyes and unstopping deaf ears and raising people from the dead. I don't care. I'm a Moses law man. Not getting anywhere. Y'all see what we've got in us? Y'all see what we've got in us? We ain't going to let the Spirit of God lead us. Unless we hungry and thirst. And let this thing begin to work in us. Because I tell you again today, I have not seen, neither has ear heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him and wait upon him. You have no idea what God's prepared. You have no idea the, the, the indwelling of the Christ that is now beginning to set down in you. This ain't something going to set down in you all at once. Brother Michael, something's being revealed in me. Something's being revealed in you. Sister Patty, something's being revealed in you. But see, we want it to look like the book of Acts. We want it to look like the day of Pentecost. There's a corporate baptism. But there's also individual baptism. And every time God tries to move us into something new, we want to remember the former things. We want to remember the things of old. God said, forget about them. Forget about them. Forget about them. Behold, I do a new thing. What's he talking about, Brother Matter? He's going to do a new thing. My God, I got baptized in the Holy Ghost and I can speak in tongues. What more is God going to do? What more is God going to do? Man, I've been baptized in the Holy Ghost and I got the yonder behind the behind the Yamaha, Mahamaha, Mahamaha, holding the Honda. I got it. And you ain't got enough to keep sin out of your life. Criticize if you want to, I don't care. There's something being revealed in the Holy Ghost right now that is putting the carnal man to death. Is that right? Let me find the scripture real quick. Pretty sure it's Romans, the sixth chapter. Y'all go with me. Y'all wouldn't expect me to preach like this. I can tell. 
Y'all weren't expecting me to preach like this at all. Y'all with me? Romans 6 chapter. Let's look at the last verse of 5. That as sin hath reigned unto death, even so might grace reign to righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that the grace of God may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? And ain't none of you dead to sin. Do you practice sin? No. Are you capable of sin? Yes. Because you ain't dead to it. But are we just going to keep going around and taking advantage of the grace of God that when we do sin, we repent? Are we going to get something in God that will stand up and drive sin out of us that this mortal man this carnal mind cannot have dominion over us. If we can get deep in here. If we can get deep in here. Romans the 8th chapter. I'll just start the first verse. For the law, I'm sorry. For there is therefore now, I was quoting, no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus or which are in Christ Jesus. That walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Is that what it says? Does it go on to say, for the law? of spirit, of life that is in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. That what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh. God sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemned Put to death, destroyed, sin in the flesh. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Church is full of people walking after the flesh. Church is full of people claiming to have the Holy Ghost walking after the flesh. Because they've never been taught they could reach the place I'm telling you you can reach today, and that's having victory over the carnal mind. That not only you will not sin, but you will reach the place in God you cannot sin. Who y'all got quiet on me? Verse 5. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. As long as you mind the things of the flesh and you go after the things of the flesh and you are bound to this world, 
Because all that is in this world is the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. And Jesus said in John 16 and 33, He said, In the world ye shall have tribulation, and me ye shall have peace, but of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Ain't none of us in here yet have overcome the world. You still like yourself too much. There's still things you want in life. There's still things you want to do in life. And the things that we still desire in our flesh and in our heart is the things that keep separating us from God. But I'm telling you, there's a rising, a measure of the Holy Ghost is taking these things out of you. You ain't going to care one thing about this life, about this body, about you ain't going to care one thing about it. You're going to come to the place that you're going to seek first the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness and all these things that the Gentiles labor for and desire to have and fight to have and obtain, he's going to give them to you. He's going to give them to you. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. Galatians 6, be not deceived, God is not mocked. Be not deceived, God ain't mocked. You sow to your flesh, you're going to reap corruption. You sow to your spirit, you're going to reap life everlasting. Don't be, don't be deceived, God ain't mocked. Y'all ain't got dumb. Oh, God, I love you, Lord, I love you, Lord. All I want to do is seek you and search after you and come after you, Lord. Lord, all I want to do is seek after you, come after you and serve you and hear something in the world. You still, my God, it still catches your eyes and your flesh and your, oh, God, I'm going to come after you, Lord. I'm going to see you. Oh, my God, ain't that birdie. Still in every one of us. Lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life, still in every one of us. Does that make us bad? No. Makes us carnal. <laughs> makes us carnal. Amen? Makes us carnal. Verse 6. For to be carnally minded is hello is what? For to be carnally minded, that thing that you wake up with every day that sits on your neck, sits in the center of your head on your shoulders, that governs you, that leads you, that your thoughts, your intellect, everything is processed through, that thing is death to what God wants to work in your spirit and in your life. It's death. For to be carnally minded is death. Here, here, man, here's a carnal mind. Here's a, here's a whole bunch of death. You don't want it? You sure? What's a carnal mind? I mean, I got one, you got one. Let's just put them together and share. I had no idea God was going to take me this way today. The other scriptures I expounded on, I knew where God was going to take me. Death, God just dropped it in my spirit. For to be carnally minded... It's death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Amen. Now if I said, man, they're spiritual mind. 
We'd all reach out and latch hold of that. If it was that easy, anybody would do it. But see, God said, I'll give you a choice. God said, I'll give you a choice. You choose to walk after the Spirit, or you choose to walk after your flesh. But see, the, the flesh kind of just disguises it all up so we don't recognize that it's flesh so easy. It's just like when the enemy presented that tree of the knowledge of good and evil to Eve. He didn't present it as evil. He made it look appealing. The enemy will always make what he's doing look appealing to you. He'll make it look like what he's trying to get you to do is the greatest thing since sliced bread. See, the thing was, Adam wasn't deceived. Eve was. Bible says Eve, being in transgression, was deceived, but Adam was not deceived. He made a choice. He made a choice. Did you men hear what I said? Eve being in transgression was deceived. Adam was not. There's your leadership. There's your leadership in your home. God didn't choose her to lead the home. He chose you. It ain't up to Sister Joy, Brother Stephen, to make certain decisions in your home. It's up to you. Every major decision me and my wife have ever made, we've made it uniformly about our, walk, about our lives. We've made it uniformly. I've sat out and talked things out with her, reasoned things out with her. But when it comes down to making a decision, still rest on my shoulders. Most of the time we're in agreement. We're in agreement. But if I have to step out and make a decision that has to be made, I've got to do it by the leadership of the Holy Ghost. I've got to do it by the Spirit of God. And it ain't up to her to do it. It's up to me to do it. No contention, no animosity. Now, well, I'm the head of this house and I'll do what I want to. That ain't God. All this mess about these men trying to exercise lordships over their wives and trying to tell them where to go to church and how to dress and what to do, you can have that junk. I ain't, I ain't want no part of it. God ain't nowhere within a thousand miles, that kind of garbage. God is government. He's leadership. He's understanding. He's compassion. He's mercy. He's wisdom. You present yourself to God, He will lead you. Are y'all following what I'm saying? Be carnally minded is death. To be spiritually minded is life and peace. And we got homes that claim to have Christians living in them. Men and women baptized with the Holy Ghost. They're in chaos and the devil's turning them apart. You know why? No leadership. No foundation been laid. This foundation of prayer, 
will make a difference in your home. This foundation of prayer and seeking God, why? It's what it is. It's a foundation. Show me something you build today that's going to stand without a foundation. You put a foundation under your house, Brother Stephen? You set it on something solid. You just didn't go out there and throw logs on the ground. You put a foundation under it. Depending on the foundation you put under it, how it's structured, how strong it is, how good it is, how much you put in it, it's going to depend on whether your house can be shook. You know in Luke 6, when the storms came, Jesus said, that man that heard my sayings and done them, he went and dug down deep. And he built his house on a rock. And when the floods came, the winds and the storms came, said it beat against the house vehemently, beat against it hard, continuously. Said, but the house did not shake. The house didn't shake. Man, you feel the wind blow now, you can feel a house shake. He said the house didn't shake. Why? Built on a rock. If y'all want to know where them scriptures are, it's Luke 6 and 46 to about 48. He said it didn't shake. Let me tell you something. What's happening right now, everything that can be shaken is being shaken. That which cannot be shaken, it's going to remain. Everything that can't be shaken it's going to remain. But everything can be shaken. It's fixing to be taken away. Why? God's refining his people. God's refining his people. Because of the carnal mind. This thing every one of us got. This thing every one of us towed around every day. Oh, not me, Brother Matter. I'm spiritual. Paul said, I'm carnal sold unto sin. <laughs> Did he not? He said, I am carnal sold unto sin. Because the carnal mind is in opposition to God. It's, it's the enmity against God. It's hatred. It's opposition. Everything God's telling you to do, the carnal mind's going to tell you, you've lost your mind, you're crazy, and you can't do that. Ain't no way you can live like that. Don't you let that crazy white cracker tell you. That's my son. I can talk to him like that. Tell you my son. I didn't miss it far, did I? Got to have a good time. Don't you let that crazy preacher tell you you can reach a place in God. You can re rebuke your carnal mind and you can achieve a place in God that you can overcome the carnality and you can walk above sin and put on the life of jail. Don't you let nobody tell you like that. My God, there ain't no such teaching like that in the Bible. Everything we're going to get, we're going to get up yonder and we get raptured out. No, we're going to possess the kingdom right here. We're going to possess it right here. Right here. Why? He said to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. 
For the carnal mind is enmity against God. This thing you carry between your shoulder blades and on top of your neck and inside your thick skull is God's enemy. It's God's enemy. Well, I know Brother Manor is a man of God and I've seen miracles happen. I've seen prophecies come to pass. I've seen God use him. I've seen God move for him for 30 or 40 years. But I just ain't with him on this. This ain't what I feel. Yeah, your flesh lying to you too. Your flesh fixing to take you a place you don't want to go. Because your heart is exceedingly deceitful. And desperately wicked. Who can know it? Who can know it? Any major decision you make in your life. You don't stand still and seek God. And you don't wait for the leadership of the Holy Ghost. Let me tell you something. You fixing to mess up. You fixing to mess up. Any of y'all ever seen, I, I don't know how to describe it, but it's like a, I know y'all seen diving boards. And they got spring in them. Well, I seen a person the other day. I've been trying to counsel with them. They want nothing. They won't do it. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing to tell them. Nothing to tell them. Raised in church, seen God anoint them, seen God use them. And now they're making the choice to go out drinking and partying every weekend, leaving their hus- husband and their kids. And they ain't just on weekends now. Sometime during the week, they'll leave 7, 8 o'clock at night and come back in 3.30 and 4 o'clock next morning. I'm talking about knows the truth, set under my teaching, set under different ministers' teaching. And I've seen him the other day, Brother Michael, was like this walking down a road. And I've seen somebody standing right there, and they had a springboard pulled back. I mean pulled back. And just about the time they took that step, that thing went, and knocked them about 15 feet through the air and they landed flat on their back. When God gives you counsel, don't you let your carnal mind overrule the wisdom God set in front of you. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. For the carnal mind is enmity against God. It is not subject to the things of God and cannot be. The Spirit of God cannot govern the carnal mind. You've got to be renewed in the spirit of your mind. You've got to put on a mind toward God. I've been praying, let this mind that was in Christ Jesus be also in me. I've been rebuking my carnal mind. I've been rebuking my carnal man. I've been telling it to get back to hell where it belongs. Are y'all listening to me? I've been fighting against carnality. I've been fighting against... I, why? Because my carnal man is enmity against God. He's going to carry me away. I don't want to go. So then they that are in the flesh cannot. You cannot please God. You've got to let this government of the Holy Ghost that God's bringing in begin to lead you and guide you and direct you. 
Next time you're out of church more than two weeks, I'm going to have every one of these brothers call you. Is that not what you told me I could do this morning? Is that not what you told all these brothers they could do this morning? That goes for every one of you. Can I do it if you, if you ain't here in time to pray? Okay. Why'd you do that? I got witnesses. He just witnessed against himself. Brother Metter, you mean, no, he loves me. And he know I, 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 y'all know I care for you souls and I fight for you. I better not have to pray for you about that. Was it been about three years ago? I texted you, and he's up in deer stand on Sunday morning, wasn't coming to church. And I asked him where he was, and he texted me back. He said, You know where I am? I'm in deer stand. You know what I texted him back? I said, Where your heart is, there's where your treasure is. You know what he texted me back? I thank God for a man of God that'll stand up and tell me the truth and loves my soul. If I tell you anything, I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm not going to say anything to hurt you. may make your flesh mad. But I'm going to say something to help you if I can help you. I want you to roll forward just a little bit further. Paul, probably 30 plus years after Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection in the day of Pentecost, I think Paul was between 16 and 20 years of his conversion after Pentecost. So here Paul is stops in a town in Ephesus. Finds these 12 disciples and asks them a question. Have you received the Holy Ghost? Since you believed. They said man. We ain't even heard. Whether there be any Holy Ghost or not. Now I, I, I'm going to stick with this Holy Ghost I was raised with. I don't know what this crazy preacher over at Word of Faith Delivers Tabernacles preaching about there's coming the Holy Ghost, but y'all don't have that stuff. I, I, I'm going to stick with the Holy Ghost I was raised with. Go ahead. Because there's coming an outpouring and indwelling that's going to bring in the fullness of Christ. I don't have it. Do I have an earnest of the... I got something in the Holy Ghost. I got something in the Holy Ghost. I know I got something, Brother Hart. But I know I don't have what I need to face what's ahead of me. Oh, Brother Matter, I'm talking tongues. Good for you. So can the devil. 
Well, I can quote scripture. So can the devil. Do you have what you need? Do you have what you need? Do you know if there be a Holy Ghost? Y'all listening to me? This is probably 30 years after Jesus had been dead, married, and resurrected. And Paul went to these disciples. He said, have y'all received the Holy Ghost? Well, man, we don't even know what you're talking about. We ain't even heard if there be, be any Holy Ghost. He said, well, what were you baptized in? They said, John. That's all they knew. Do you know how many people sitting out there don't know what God's trying to do and what God's trying to reveal? Because they ain't been taught nothing. They ain't been taught to seek for nothing, fast and pray for nothing. Let God change them. And they'll tell you, I know God. You might have known the manifestation of God that was revealed in your day. And I'm not going to tell you it wasn't God. I know the manifestation of God that was revealed in my youth, revealed to my daddy, revealed to my mama. I've seen God real all down through the 41 years. I've served God. But there is a manifestation of God that is now being revealed that we ain't been exposed to. So what are you going to do? Say it ain't God because you ain't heard about it. Say it ain't God because you ain't been exposed to it and you ain't felt it. Are you a person that God can reveal something new to you? Or if every time God starts trying to reveal itself in a different manifestation, different manner, different voice, don't want nothing to do with it don't want no part of it it's wrong God said I will take you from faith to faith and from glory to glory is that not what he said he said I will take you from faith to faith and from glory to glory you had a visitation of God when me and you were teenagers. We fasted and prayed a lot. Spent many a night walking the floors of a church, praying and seeking God all night long. God was real to us. God made himself real. In that visitation, man, we knew God. We knew what God was doing. We knew where God was going. We knew what we felt. We knew what God spoke. We knew what God revealed in us. But this is a different day. This is a different glory. And this is a different manifestation of what God's wanting to bring forward. Well, let me check my calendar, Brother Metter, and let me see. I can be with you every fifth Sunday on the third month of the second year. You ain't gonna get God like that. You gotta make up your mind that what God's revealing, you want it. And what God's revealing, you're gonna fight for. 
And what you don't understand, you're going to put on the shelf and leave it alone until God reveals to you. Because everything God does and everything God reveals, I can tell you, you ain't going to understand it. You ain't going to understand it. Do y'all know how many times God has spoken to me or revealed himself to me and I said, do what? How many times have I told you, Lisa, that God spoke to me and I've told God back? I said, ain't no way. Have I not? God, you want me to do what? Do what? Why? Because it didn't line up with everything I was raised in. Did I shut God down? But no, it still stumped me in my tracks. It's just like when I started preaching y'all about six months ago that Jesus became the Christ. Some of y'all just looked at me deadpan. I'm, huh? I remember we were sitting down, mamas, and I opened my Bible, and I told Christopher, I said, man, listen to this. And I read that scripture, said, well, Jesus became the Christ. I said, Jesus became the Christ, and Christopher just looked at me, and he said, well, okay, Dad, if you say so. <laughs> Sounds good to me. You run with it. <laughs> That's pretty well what it was, wasn't it, son? He wasn't wanting to be disrespectful. He wasn't wanting to say, well, 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 you know. He said, okay, Dad, that's what the Lord said. You run with it. And I sit there and I kind of scratch my head and I said, wow. I said, that didn't hit. <laughs> Nothing but a brick wall. And God's given Christopher a great revelation of the Word. I usually, man, I usually talk to him about stuff. And I said that, and it just went. <laughs> Brother Michael, do you like that? Sister Patty, start telling you what God revealed to him. And you said, well, okay. <laughs> Wait, Lisa does me. That's great, baby. You go for it. Man, all right. Yes, sir. We're going somewhere. Don't understand a thing he's saying. <laughs> you know when she understands you're not too, don't you? I just spit it out there and hope something sticks. <laughs> Am I faulting her? No. Because it's new to me. I'm having to grapple with it. I'm having to wrestle with it. But y'all pray for me by the help and grace of God. I'm going to get this book put together. Hopefully after the first of the year, I'm going to let y'all sit down and read this book. And I believe it's going to help us understand where God's wanting to take us. Got 12 beautiful chapters in it. If I can just pull it together. And I'm going to publish it in hardback. So when you throw it, <laughs> you won't hurt it. <laughs> Ain't no way that's God. <laughs> then in a little, little while, you can go over and pick it back up and start reading it. Well, I don't know, maybe it might be. 
God said, don't remember the things of old. Don't consider them. Don't go back to them. Behold, I do a new thing. My mama got the Holy Ghost in 1948. You hear me? Had the Holy Ghost 65 years. Do I trust what's in my mama? Yes, sir. But I also know that God told me in 1995 when I was praying and searching and seeking because I was raised in a great ministry of miracles, a great ministry of deliverance, and I was seeking God, and God spoke to me out of the Word, out of Isaiah 53, and He said, Who has believed our report, and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? He told me, Sister Pat, I heard His voice. He said, I have visited your daddy's generation. He said, But I have not yet revealed myself to your generation or visited your generation. He said, But there will come a day I will visit your generation. We're getting our visitation. Is it going to be what God revealed to my mama and my daddy? No, sir, it's going to go far beyond. God never stops with what he's already done. When God visits again, it goes beyond what he's done. I keep trying to tell y'all, God's taking us forward into something new. And if I start preaching something new, everybody wants to back up to the old foundation. You ain't going forward holding on to the old things. You ain't going forward holding on to what's old. You're going to have to forget about the things that are behind. And you're going to have to move forward in things that are new. Man, we don't even know if there be any Holy Ghost or not. Well, what y'all been following the last 30 years? Baptism of John. Well, man, John come preaching baptism in water, but he told you to believe on him that was coming after him, and that's Christ Jesus. And John said, though I baptize you with water in repentance, there's coming one after me, the latchets of his shoes. I'm not worthy to uh, stoop down and unloose. He said, he's coming. He's going to baptize you in the Holy Ghost and fire. And I keep telling you, don't think you've got it. Don't think you got it. Don't think you got it. Because I'm going to tell you, if you think you got it, God's fixing to embarrass you. God's fixing to embarrass you. Y'all hear me? God's fixing to embarrass you. Because you ain't a new bottle. You're still an old one. You're still an old bottle. You think you a new bottle? You an old bottle. And God said, I will not put new wine in old bottles. We've got to let God make us brand new. Got to let God purge us, get all this carnality out of us. Y'all listening to me? People just want to keep going with what they got. All right. Mom got baptized in the Holy Ghost in 48. I was born in 52. I've been raised up in this. I've spent all, Brother Stephen, I've spent all but about three years of my life in church. And everything God's done, everything that's been preached, all the fasting, the prayer, everything I've done has not given me victory over my carnal man. So I do I keep going with what I've had? 
Or do I seek God for something new? You want victory over you, carnal man? You want victory over it? So do we stay with what we got or do we seek for something new? Seek for something new. Kind of like my wife said, you know, she goes keeps my, the grandkids one, maybe two days a week. And she had a certain way she went. And one day Christmas told her, he said, well, here, you can go that way and cut off 10, 15 minutes. She said, really? And she did, and it worked. So do you keep going the old way? Some of us will because we're too stubborn to change. We will. People going people to hold on. Do y'all know that the Lord told us, I don't know if you remember it, he said, but it takes between two and two and a half to three years when something starts being revealed for God to get people on track with it and start turning to change. Y'all remember God telling us that? And a lot of what God's revealing right now, you go back two to two and a half years, and it's been preached constantly in this church where God's taking us right now. Thank you, Jesus. Whitney, come here. Raise your hands up to the Lord. There's an unhappiness in you, hon. But you can rest assured of this. If I be a servant of the Lord, 